What's going on, campers? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Campfire Adventures. I'm your host, Dylan. And this episode, the one that we have for you today, is once again pretty cool. So recently, my life has been surrounded with dinosaurs, thanks to the classic film Jurassic Park. And so I started to think, is it possible that dinosaurs still exist? Yes. And I know, like, we have alligators and we have birds and some people were requesting me to do an episode on chickens because they're closely related to dinosaurs. Like different kind of chicken recipes? No, that's a different podcast. But uh... I did some digging and there's allegedly a winged creature that lives in the forest of Indonesia. And some say it could possibly, maybe, potentially be a living dino. So with all that said, thank you for listening out there in podcast land. And then thank you to Superman. We got Patrice, as you already heard. And we got Jay Dizzy here in the audience. I'm sorry. And it's time for us to grab our drinks. We're around the portable campfire, chilling outside by the beach. And it's time for us to get into this week's episode. On this week's episode, we'll be taking a journey to Indonesia and the many islands that make up this country. Do you know it's made up of thousands of islands, Indonesia? Uh, I don't think I did, no. So, now I'm not sure what you think when you hear the name Indonesia. Do you think of anything in particular? Indochina. Okay. Uh, but let me put some respect on this country's name. Because if you planned on visiting here, then you'd be met with tropical rainforests, sandy beaches... And if I could pause real quick, they have a beach there known as Pokemon Beach. No way, really? Yes! And I oh, read that, yeah. and I was like, okay, we're instantly going there. That right? would be so cool. And they also have volcanoes that you can visit while you're island hopping, because like I said, they're made up of tons of islands. And another tidbit is that some of them are actually active. And then they have temples full of history just waiting for you to go by to learn. So there's so much more to say about this country. But I think just Pokemon Beach alone would be cause enough for anyone to make a trip out to Indonesia. But I'm going to digress for a second so we can get into the story. So Indonesia. Did you know that this country has about 10% of the world's rainforests in it? And within that 10% of the world's rainforests, they contain about 20% of the world's wildlife within them. Hmm. 20% of the world's wildlife. Yeah, of, that's pretty crazy. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. And it's made up of all these islands. Some of them habitable, some of them not habited by humans or anything like that. But they also have millions and millions of people who live here. So, um, like, a good almost quarter of the animals live in Indonesia. So it's crazy to hear all these statistics and things that I never actually thought. And within those rainforests, like I said, 20% of the animals live there. Animals like dwarf elephants call this home. The famous mm. Komodo dragons, they actually have their own island out there. And then there's the cryptid that we're going to talk about today. And it's known as the Ahul. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. 
And that's not what I said, because you got to take into account the inflections and the articulations of this word. But the name of today's creature is Ahul. So after the chuggles are done and over with, I'm sure the next question that you're thinking is, what is an Ahul besides Patrice? Oh, damn it. (laughs) And, And what does this cryptid want? And how do we even talk about this cryptid being part of a dinosaur? So according to local legend, the Ahul is a winged creature that stalks the forest of Java Island within Indonesia. Now, Java Island is one of the bigger islands within the many that build up this country. And it has a population of over 140 million people. So imagine this island with this many people, right? So the description that they came up with for this cryptid goes a little something like this. Picture the stature of this creature being the size of a toddler, about three feet tall. So that's like body to head to feet. And it's covered with short gray fur, arms that end with sharp claws, and a head that resembles a more human or ape-like head. Has a set of red piercing eyes. And to be, like I said, more of a winged creature, it'd have to have a set of wings. So it has a large set of wings like a bat. And once fully spread out, it's believed that they are in a length of about 20 feet long. And they have red leathery like lining from them. Hmm. So pretty cool. Like what I'm picturing right now is, do you remember Hotel Transylvania? Yeah. And do you remember how Dracula's dad had those minions? Oh, yeah. That's kind of what I'm picturing. I mean, not necessarily exactly the same, but a big enough creature with a bigger style head something different than like a bat but intimidating enough like if it's like a could you imagine an ape's head on top of a bat flying around well it sounds like well aside from like longer hair like a flying fox yeah bats they're pretty big actually we'll get into that in a little bit so it's believed that the ahul was given its name because of the sound that it makes while hunting and the sound goes a little something like this While I was researching this story, that's the only thing that I could keep thinking about. You know, from the movie Meet the Fockers? Yes, you say that line from that movie often. It's not my fault you remind me of that word. (laughs) So, well. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm just kidding. That's not what it sounds like. But it's believed that the sound is actually something like ahool. That's that's how they gave it its name because that's the noise and the screech that it makes while it goes out hunting. So the locals say that the ahool is a nocturnal creature and it only leaves its lair to hunt for fish at night. Side note, they usually have caves as homes and they like this space to be behind waterfalls or somewhere more elusive so that way people can't come find them. And when it's ready, when it's ready to go hunt, it'll set flight and it'll glide along the various rivers looking for prey. Now, if you're like me, then you must be wiping some sweat from your head because you heard what I said. They are looking for fish, not humans. I mean, if you're asking me, then it sucks to suck to be a fish because I'm just glad I'm not one. But imagine seeing this thing swooping from the sky to grab its dinner and that dinner being you. I mean, I'm just saying. And if you're thinking, well, Dylan, Dane, that's kind of messed up because what the hell did a fish ever do to you? 
I mean, you wouldn't be wrong. They didn't do anything to me. Except but they for didn't not do anything for you either. You're not wrong. And don't you feel a little bit like better thinking that you're not on the menu for this cryptid? Doesn't that bring you a little bit of like relief? Yeah, I guess, sure. Okay, well, I'm about to ruin it because suck a fish, it does come for humans. Yeah. It was short lived really relief. But so the thing is, is it usually hunts for fish, but sometimes if the prey is easy enough and it's a human, it'll come swoop through and come pick it up too. It doesn't discriminate, but it prefers fish. So, I know, sorry for that twist there, but I figured I might make you feel relieved for a second before I bring down the hammer. So maybe we should be afraid of it, because if the script is swooping down looking for prey, well, we're not the fastest group in the bunch. So we might be on the menu. So I was thinking that maybe it would make sense for us to talk about this cryptid a little bit more and like talk about accounts that people actually had with it. And there's only actually been a few accounts out there that I can share with you. So picture, the year was 1925. And a man named Ernest Bartell, he was a doctor in natural history, and he was on an exploration of the Salak Mountains, which it's a volcano on the island of Java. Don't worry. I didn't know where those mountains were, but he was exploring them. And he was just out and about doing his thing. And then he noticed a dark shadow fly over his head. Not positive of what he saw. He chalked it up to be some enormous species of bat, maybe. Maybe the flying fox, like you said. Mm -hmm. But he goes back and he tells people that he saw this creature with red eyes, a head similar to that of a primate, but a giant large set of wings. And he tells everybody that he saw this cryptid. Some people called him crazy, but the locals were like, you know, we, we kind of have something like that, you know? It's called the Ahul. And so... He goes off and he finishes exploration and then he, you know, comes back actually two years later in 1927. So he comes back and this time he wants to explore the rivers of West Java. And so he sets up camp at the evening of his first day on his journey and everything's all set up for the night. And wouldn't you know it, he hears a sound of this creature that he's never heard before. A sound he allegedly described that went something like this. Ahool! I can only imagine that that's what it sounds like. <clears throat> but he hears the sound, which, you know, we know that that means that there's this large winged creature out there and that's looking for dinner, but he doesn't know what that means. So he walks out there and he grabs some light and he looks around to see what's making this noise. Now, he claims that he sees a large winged creature with red eyes and sharp claws flying from the river, circling back towards him. And this creature's coming quick. So Ernest starts to rush back to where he was staying because he was thinking, shelter, protection, don't want to die. Let's get this cracking. So he's running back. But on his way back, the creature just diverts and disappears back into the night. So he goes back to the locals and he starts telling everybody like, oh, my gosh, like I saw the creature again. It's weird, you know, but it's, it looks like this. And they described it as an ahul. And actually, the story gets so big within the local community that they actually reach out to a cryptozoologist. And this crypt, which is a thing, there are cryptozoologists out there. If you're wondering what that means, it's somebody who studies, like, everything cryptids, and they have evidence. So basically, what we are, we're cool people. I mean, we haven't explored anywhere except for a portable campfire, but enough. We, you know, we've done enough. So he tells these people, and he, this cryptozoologist actually is looking into the accounts that he says, and at the end of that day, he didn't say that it was a species of bat. They didn't have any proof of that. Although he said it is an unidentified creature that he couldn't 
necessarily come up with an answer for. So I feel like there's so many more stories out there of encounters that we can learn, but we might not ever hear them until we get a chance to visit the Southeast Asian country. Actually, this cryptid is believed to have cousins on different islands, not necessarily linked up with Indonesia, but different cousins that live on different islands, one known as the Ropeng, and then the other one known as the Kongamato. But we'll probably have to save the stories for later. Similar descriptions out for the similar things like fish, but people just don't know what they are. So I don't know if we actually have any real answers with what this creature could possibly be, but there are a few different creatures out there that skeptics believe would answer the question of what Dr. Bertel was actually looking at. So the first one was a spotted wood owl, and the colors of this creature are actually pretty similar. It's more dark in color, it's nocturnal, so it hunts at night, and it lives within the forests. However, this creature's wingspan is only about two feet once fully spread out. And then the second is that there's a brown wood owl, which is nocturnal, it lives in the rainforest, and it also goes hunting for fish. So usually you'll see it flying along the rivers. And that one's wingspan is about two to three feet in length. And last but not least, Patrice was right. People also said it could be the flying fox bat. This one has a wingspan of about five feet. It's covered with fur all over. It's a pretty good culprit for what we're looking for here to give an answer what this cryptid could actually be. But this creature is only interested in actually eating fruit. It doesn't eat fish and it wouldn't ever attack humans, at least not that I'm aware of. But although this is one of the biggest bats in the world and it's pretty huge in its size, I don't know that it necessarily matches all the boxes because we're looking for something with a 20 foot wingspan, which is huge. So this, oh, I did have one more, one more possibility. What's that? An octopus. Why? I mean, they could just move all their arms to maybe look like that, I mean. You know, How would it fly? It just, it runs underwater, it water runs, it jumps out. Oh, get out of here. So there's one more theory out there besides Patricia's theory. And this is the one that, you know, we're really going to have to get our foil hats on because we're going to be tackling the idea of this dinosaur angle that I had brought up in the beginning. So some people believe that this cryptid is one of the last living pterosaurs out there in the world. Which one's that? So pterosaur is like a pterodactyl kind of thing. Although pterodactyl, I've learned, is not the real term. It's more of just like a flying dinosaur. So anything with like a giant wingspan kind of ideal, like just like a, what you'd just envision like being a pterodactyl, but they're known as pterosaurs. Mm -hmm. And so a creature like this was believed to exist at least over 70 million years ago. But what I did find out was that they did live in the area, although that long ago, and they also were hunting fish as their primary source for their diet. So some of them actually have teeth, and then their wingspan is believed to be about seven feet in length, so larger than the three feet that we mentioned above for the uh, flying fox. And then they even had fur on their bodies, not feathers. So. Mm. The dinosaurs that you see in Jurassic Park aren't necessarily the exact description that they should be. We've obviously learned a lot more. So I didn't even know that pterosaurs actually had fur on their bodies. I always just thought they were like rubbery, aily, you know, flying creatures. But they had fur on their body. And the only thing that we really have to consider with this whole theory, because it seems like it checks all the boxes, is the idea that they actually are extinct. You know, like, it, is it possible? I mean, I'm not too sure. But if we could put on our foil hats, couldn't it be possible that there's some kind of subspecies of this creature or maybe 
something that's just living out there that fits this bill. I mean, there's so much land and so many islands that this creature could hide on. Like we said, Indonesia has almost 20% of all the world's animals. Think of how many are out there just waiting to be discovered still. And if there's so many of the islands are actually uninhabited, like who's to say what lives there? So let me put my foil hat away so that way it doesn't get too crazy. But that was the way that I was linking this cryptid closely to a dinosaur. And so I was looking and I looked like, hey, what kind of cryptids are out there that could possibly be one? And this is what I found. It's a legend with so few human accounts. We probably have more questions than anything now that we've heard the story. But it's interesting just to see like where people's minds could have gone. Because if this guy so long ago had just seen a fruit bat or if he saw owls, I wonder where he came from, where he wouldn't have seen those things before. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, something flying at you from the sky could appear to be bigger than what it is. So it's interesting. And also with the first story, because I don't always just come on here just to say, like, these cryptids are real and everyone's just like sleeping on them. But also the fact that the first one was he saw a shadow. If this cryptid was actually nocturnal, then how did he see a shadow? Oh, yeah. So that was one thing that I thought. And also, we don't know who this Dr. Ernest is. This could just be like a story told from a story told from a story. But it is the accounts that we have to share with you. So anyway, we're at the end of another episode. I just thought it was something super interesting because, you know, dinosaurs were on my mind for the past couple weeks. And I mean, even at the end of the movie Jurassic Park, we did see that the pterodactyls escaped from the island and went off oh, to go live yeah, in their did. own world. I mean, is that just the movie or is it not? Because what if something like that happened and they did escape? That island could be anywhere. I mean, wasn't it Costa Rica and was Hawaii? It? Yeah. Oh, it wasn't. <laughs> they did film part of it in Hawaii, that's right. Yeah. And so I'm mean, just saying, if something like that were to happen and they escaped, who's to say they wouldn't find living in Indonesia just as nice? I feel so, like we should go to Costa Rica to look for it. Why wouldn't we go to Indonesia to go to Pokemon Beach and then go look for it? Uh, I was thinking, talking about Jurassic Park Islands. We can get a Pokemon Island, too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go there first for the story to get more stories to share with you all. But I just thought it was something super cool. And also, I thought the name was really funny. Ahul. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun researching this one. And it's only a few accounts that we were able to share with you. But there's a creature that's out there that's flying around, terrorizing some of the locals. I'm not sure what it is, but I can only imagine how much, like... Probably terrifying everybody, because he's running around saying profanity to everybody. <laughs> like, a-hole! A-hole! Like, oh, God, my ears! <laughs> that is a possibility, but I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe it could be a flying fox parrot hybrid, and he's just going around and he heard that <laughs> one word. But it's just the mystery of it all. And plus, we learned a lot about Indonesia. I don't think I ever thought of those things. It's beautiful. Like, it's so nice. So get a chance, go there, ask some questions, and let us know. But we reached the end of another episode. Uh, what did you think about the Ahul? Uh, I still think it might be an octopus. So with all that said, we're at the end of another episode. So I'm going to say go ahead and check out our website at www.campfireadventurespodcast.com to see our source material, to see pictures, to see Pokemon Beach, to see uh, what the Ahul looks like so that we have an idea if you go to Indonesia. And then we'll post more stuff on our Instagram and Facebook at Campfire Adventures Podcast. And then every noise you heard is because we are chilling with a portable campfire looking at the beach right now. So it's nice. 
And I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode just as much as I enjoyed getting into it and learning all this stuff. So with all that said, whether you listen to this in the morning or the evening, hope you have a good morning or a good evening. Bye. Ahoo. Ahoo. Ahoo.